Welcome to the Dinosaur Machines Game Club Podcast, where you are the listener. This is episode 143. I'm one of your hosts, Mark Magro. Joining me today, not two, but three creative crows who enjoy some light clerical work when they aren't out stealing souls. Dave Grimma. That's me. Are they really stealing them? Possibly. Dan Colonna. I'm impressed. They usually are not good, but since we have someone with us, that was very nice. nice. You pulled out I the, had to bring out the yeah. good one. Well, and this third person, artist, <laughs> illustrator, general tall glass of water, Ron Chan, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me as a guest. And we brought you on specifically, you're not a, what do they call that when someone's really good at something? A ringer? A savant? No. A, a ringer's <laughs> like when, ringer. when you have like a player who's in your bullpen, you're like, well, we got to hit a home run, get Ron. And we're like, we got to talk about Death's Door by Acid Nerf. We need, who are we going to bring in in the ringer? Ron Chan. Got to do it. He loves it. Notable loves it. Death Door lover. Yeah. <laughs> He's gone on record. I've seen it. I've seen the records. What if the records were like a real record where it like spins and you have any, to like stop any it? Any game to... that inspires uh, Ron to start drawing stuff. Yes. You think that this is going to be a good game. Right. <laughs> well, I mean, I, but ironically, for how much I love Death Star, I have not drawn any fan art for it. Oh. Oh. I, I thought you were going to say tweet. I, I could have sworn mm-hmm. you did. I guess I'm guessing wrong. You've been doing maybe a lot it was of, a retweet. Dave yeah, has maybe. an AI that draws Ron fan art in his mind <laughs> for stuff that he wants Ron to draw before he does. Like if Ron drew it, yeah. it would totally look like this. It would look like this. <laughs> <laughs> He's like clutching a pillow. Uh, but no, we're excited to have you on Ron. And before we get to Death Store, though, we want to talk a little about you. You're a man of many talents, many skills. So. Talk about you as an artist. I think you're, you you do the dream where you're like, you're really passionate about something and you made a career out of it, which I think we all could appreciate. Uh, yeah, I guess um, so. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's I think it's pretty cool. Um, so tell us a little about the audience about just, you know, you're growing up as an artist, something you always kind of knew you wanted to do, something you found later. How did you kind of work your career? Uh, your it's a little bit of both. I, um, you know, I... I I'm a comic book artist primarily now, although I do, you know, storyboards as well and just kind of random illustrations. But, um, you know, I always drew as a kid and I remember like as a little kid, younger, being like, oh man, seeing like the comic books, you know, that I would buy and be like, if you work for these and like you made like a penny <laughs> for everyone that sold, you'd be rich or whatever. Is that um, the Rod Chan child voice? Yeah, sure. Oh, <laughs> uh, but then... You know, at some point, I, I, it was always just a hobby. I'd never really considered making a career out of it in in earnest. Um, and in high school, I went to like a I went to like a tech school, and I actually like majored. I had a major in high school. It was architecture, but really, I didn't like nice. I didn't like buildings at all. I just was I just wanted to do drafting. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I was I was like, should I just keep going to college for architecture? since I started this path. Uh, and, and then I was just like, actually, no, I really don't. <laughs> uh, so then I just went to art school. Um, That's awesome. Sight unseen. Uh, uh, I just got a catalog from SCAD, Savannah College of Art and Design. Um, and I was like, hey, they have a comic book major. That sounds cool. And um, that's it. Applied, got in, went through the program. There's an interesting uh, Ron subplot where Ron is like the best architect known 
And if you talk to him, he's like, I effing hate buildings. Hate buildings. I don't, <laughs> think, I don't think humans should be inside them. He, like, he's just making like the nicest buildings that anyone's ever seen. But they all but, feature an outdoor space. I did not know. I did not know architecture was was the uh, original intent or or path. I guess that's that's that I learned something new. It's cool. It's a lot of drawing and architecture. It's I remember a, I was looking rulers, into that. I, and I was like. A lot of rulers. Like, what's the the L one? Is that just the ruler? It's not like an angle. Not continue down the architecture path. It's not do that. L ruler. I don't know. It's like an angle. Or just a right angle. I think it's just a right angle ruler. I think it's a T square. Well, a T square shaped like a T. Yeah. Oh, I guess that's my surprise. What is it? What is just an L? Which is a square. Maybe the one I had folded out so you can make it into an L. So it's like the whole alphabet by the time you're finished. Just like check it out. A, B. Well, I mean, traditionally with like drafting, you would have you would, you have a T square and a triangle usually. Whoa, a triangle! I feel like that does cover the uh, <laughs> the shapes of a building. A normal <laughs> building, normal one. But um, I think great Twitter Twitter follow. I would say Ron Chan because you you always have these like great sketches, these things. If you can draw anything, because you draw a lot, you draw a lot of content. Like, what is your, maybe even more results, like, what if you could draw anything, what do you want to draw? Uh, you know, I just like variety. Like, I don't really have necessarily mm. one dream job. So I just like, I just like trying things and doing different things. Um, so, you know, I've done, you know, I spent a lot of time uh, drawing Plants vs. Zombies comics for Dark Horse. That was fun for a while. I did a lot of them, like seven volumes or something. And, uh... After that, even though it was a good gig, I was like, after seven volumes, I was like, I I'm ready to move on to something else. Right. Um, That's a lot, a lot of plants and zombies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I just kind of get itchy, and I just, like, want to try different things to do a variety of stuff. And you can see that in my art style, too. Mm -hmm. I play around with art mm -hmm. style a lot. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't have, I don't have a, a dream gig. I just, like, want to be able to keep drawing and making money and having some variety in my work. We have an insight because, like, we have a group on Facebook that we chat, we hang out, whatever. And sometimes I'll talk, sometimes I won't. But Ron will talk about what games he's playing, and then not long after, I can almost rely on like maybe a few times through that he'll draw about the game, just because that's it's like cool to see that like, Ron's into this thing right now, and all of a sudden there's control fan art on on a store. Like, all right, cool. Ron really likes it so much so that it came out, and like that's a cool thing to. I I feel lucky that I get to see that path happen. Yeah. So I like doing fan art. Mm -hmm. I'm like almost jealous every time because every time like I play a game I really like I'm like let me go find some art that I could buy of this game and put my wall on this the, guy just makes the closest it. I get to playing Mass Effect is when Ron puts up art of Mass Effect I'm like you know that game does have some pretty cool stuff going on that's <sighs> pretty good can't um well I know you, you drew Plants vs Zombies a lot I want to actually ask you about Earthboy because this is kind of original hmm. thing um I and it, it kind of strikes my heart as a, a middle school teacher, graphic novel for kids. I'm like, oh, okay. I have it ordered now. I'm gonna read it. Oh. Um, Natalie the, and I read it. She really enjoyed it. She did. It looks yeah. good. Yeah. And I, it just, and I always appreciate. Like, I'm actually reading another one. I, I do a one-on-one -on -one with this. Now we're reading OK Kiddo. Just the amount of illustrations it takes to put into like a graphic novel to make it work. It's a lot of so, work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So tell us a little about that process. Like, where the idea come from? Um, you know. Did you collaborate? I think your was it Paul Tobin? Yeah. yeah. So did you guys know each other previously? Or? Yeah, Paul Tobin is is we are part of the same studio in Portland um, called Helioscope. We've known each other for years, and he was also the writer on all the Plants vs Zombies comics. Um, mm. 
So we already had been had a long working relationship and one of the editors at Dark Horse was like, you know, I like he was like, I like this work you guys do together on Plants of Zombies, but I want to see you guys do something original. Like, do you want to pitch me a project that is you two, you know, creating an original story, not like a licensed book? Um, and Paul was like, yeah, I got it. I got some ideas. And um, and he pitched to me and Daniel, the editor, um, the kind of elevator pitch for it was yeah about the only human student at an all alien academy um and i was just like at the time i was like on my you know fourth or fifth plants vs zombies book knowing i had had been contracted to do seven of them um so i still had a couple more to go so i was like okay well i already promised the other editor on plants vs zombies that i i still have two more books to do so i can say yes to to this O- only if if you are okay with me not getting to it for like another year. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so while I was finishing Plants vs Zombies, uh, Paul, you know, finished writing it, and then by the time you know I was by the time I was done, I was like, sweet, now I have something new and original to like sink my teeth into, um, and uh, and I think I think originally when he first pitched me the idea, I was like, oh sweet, Mass Effect High, I'm. I'm in. <laughs> I mean, it's obviously not very, it's not like Mass Effect. It's just, that was just sort of the joke. I was like, you know, high school kids uh, and lots of different aliens. Love it. So did he give you kind of direction of like, I'm thinking, or like, are you just getting dialogue and things like that? Or how much the terms of input did you have about like what exactly each pain is going to show? Um, so most comics um, are written in, what's called a full script format where it is like it would say like say you know page one panel two uh benson uh is looking at a high-tech milk machine you know it they're fairly that they're they're quite thorough in planning out how it is um which isn't to say like i don't have input in it like if i think i have a better way of doing it like i can i can change things at my discretion but yeah most comics are written in, in a quite like thorough way mm. and how how long do you think it took you to get through all all those you know all those illustrations oh it took like two years to draw i mean i was yeah. and it wasn't Oof. the only thing i was doing like i was doing a lot of side work as well for other gigs like mm-hmm. to because i need to make a living <laughs> <laughs> um and that's definitely like you know it was a creator owned gig which means that we own the property um we own the ip but uh you know, I wasn't making much money on it. It's not like I was working on uh, Plants for Zombies like before, where like it was a licensed deal, so we were, you know, it has a bigger budget. Um, so I wasn't making a lot of money on Earth Boy, so I had to keep doing other side gigs to like continue being able to pay the bills too. So that's, so that's definitely what contributed to it taking like two whole years to draw. Um, mm-hmm. And it was just, you know, it was a fairly detailed comic. It had a lot of, a lot of drawing to be done. Yeah, just it's like, it's just from what I've seen of it. Yeah, totally. That's got to be an Mark, interesting perspective, you know what, uh, Mark, because you wrote a book and it's over before you draw it. That's pretty like yeah. you know the part that Ron started at your surfacing essentially was done. And that's why, like, even like the collaboration, if it's like I worked yeah. with an editor, but it's like that's just like I didn't like this is my idea. I'm going to do this. Just like almost just like getting approval. Like I feel like the the process 
going back and forth, my my father-in-law is a comic book artist, and he would he would always just tell me about the amount of back and forth when he was doing New Mutants back in the day. Like it just seems very very intensive, and it just it's one of those things. It's like I feel like just by yourself doing is something is so hard, but then now working with other people collaboratively, it's just like you really need to have those relationships together. Yeah, you know, I mean, like, um, for, for, for me, usually it's it's not, there's not a lot of back and forth because, yeah, the, mm. the script is complete by the time I get it. It's done. Mm. Right. I'm just, I Do read it and I draw it. it. Occasionally, I have, I'll ask for like clarifications and stuff and sometimes I'll be like, okay, I'm going to move this around a little bit. Um, but yeah, for the most part, it, you know, the story is done by the time it, I see it. Um, Back back in the day, um, comics were were a lot more ba- uh, back and forth. Mm. Maybe like when your father-in-law was doing them, you were saying New Mutants and stuff. Like there was there's something that we refer to as Marvel style, mm. Um, mm. or plot first is also called scripting, where that is more back and forth. These days, like I said, it's full script is is ex- extremely the standard now, where the writer like very clearly like delineates every single panel um but back in the day to get things done really fast a lot of times what would happen is 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 so-called marvel style was the writer would first come up with the general scenario of like what should happen the big beats um of the story but not individual panels and then the artist would get that and draw kind of turn it into the artwork sort of leaving space just imagining space where the writer would put the Mm. the text and then after the art comes in that's when the writer goes in and then actually finishes the script and writes all of the final dialogue Mm. and captions and all that so that it it was it did comics used to be a lot more back and forth than they are now i feel like i dream in marvel style because like it's like just a bunch of just like it's just a bunch of scenes no but like it's like (laughs) It's just a bunch of scenes that, like, when I wake up and I'm like, what did I even dream? Like, you're, like, putting it together. You're like, what, wait, oh, wait, there, this happened and then this happened, but how did we get there? It's that's like, what I was interpreting it later. <laughs> and that's when I fell out of my bed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, all, all very cool stuff, but mm. why don't we, we'll translate this a bit. This is a video game podcast. Let's talk video games. Wait, what? So, do it. Oh. Video games. So, video games. In, in the the choose your adventure uh, story of your life, Ron, tell us, walk us through your video game lineage. What what system did you have growing up? Big games that you loved growing up as a kid. Oh. How'd you get to here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, my first system was an NES. Um, Classic. You know, I played I played a lot of the typical NES games. I played you know Super Mario. Although I wasn't like hugely into Super Mario, I thought it was fine. You know, <laughs> like the game created me as a person, Ron. Yeah, I played a lot of the first one. <laughs> A little bit of the second one and a little bit of the third one. But, yeah, it wasn't, like, totally my jam. Um, I, I played, I remember the Ninja Turtles games for NES. And mm. um, and actually, I've never played the original Zelda um, or the second one. <laughs> so I wasn't a Zelda guy back then, too. I just, I don't know. Yeah, it just passed me by. Um, so first it was NES, and then I went to SNES. Um, and that's, like, where I really became, like, you know, a gamer. Um, Quote, unquote. I remember we got the SNES and Street Fighter 2 on the same day. We got them together and um, played the heck out of those, me and my brother. Um, 
and Essie Ash is where I first discovered like JRPGs. One of my friends was like, "Hey, you got to try this game. It's called Final Fantasy, uh, I guess two. They called it two. Right. Um, yes. yes. So that right. that was my very first JRPG, and I was like, this friggin' rules! Like, <laughs> I like, I was just like had never played something with like so much story before, and I fell in love with the characters. And then yeah, we played a lot of like you know that that golden era SNR. SNES RPG mm-hmm. with you know Chrono Trigger and Secret of Mana and Breath of Fire and FF you know four and six, um, and a bunch of just like other ones that weren't even good. <laughs> oh yeah, but they were there. They were long and there were numbers. Toltecs. Uh, and and then I kind of uh, abandoned Nintendo after that. I didn't move on to the 64. I I just like didn't. I I moved to the, to the PlayStation. Hmm. This is the uh, Mark Mathurin. It, it felt more like a natural evolution of the SNES to me than the 64. Because that's where all the JRPGs went to. Yeah. And it was um, a big jump. And right? all the fighting like, games. And the controller was even more similar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And I continued you know, gaming on the original PlayStation. Loved Metal Gear Solid 1. It's like one of my favorite games of all time. Um, you know, yeah, I, I played some Final Fantasy on there. Final Fantasy Tactics is one of my favorite of all time. Um, ironically, I never, re- I never played FF7, the one that <gasps> everybody else plays. That's but the I one did everyone pl- talks about. But right? I, I, played, I did play 8, uh, which you played eight, most people play don't like. But <laughs> I, somehow I, I skipped 7. But I love Tactics, and uh, I, I also mean, never I'm played... I'm just going to say... Oh, no, where is it? My Final Mark Fantasy 8 tattoo. <laughs> Hey, I also I never played Xenogears. Everybody loves Xenogears. I never played that. Oh, okay. That's where I'm like, I get like, oh my god. That one was long. At the time, I, I was like, Xenogears, Final Fantasy Seven. One of these is better than the other. Sometimes the Xenogears, because oh, there it is. It was like Gundam, Final Fantasy for me. At the yeah, time. but that's for me, like, I, but I didn't want. I didn't want to manage like gasoline and stuff like that in my in the mechs. You like, don't want to fuel up your car, co- dude. No <laughs> weakness. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was like uh, PlayStation. Like, yeah, the big hits for me were like MGS One, Castlevania, <laughs> Symphony of the Night, Final Fantasy Tactics. Um, These are great games. Yeah, you also cover a lot of ground with those genre choices right there. You get your three I mean, action. The, you those are the bangers. RPG, man. and you get. I missed the second one, the other one, but it's, <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's also there. <laughs> My brain. I I had a night. And then yeah. I never. Yeah. I I never had a. PS2 because that's when I went to college and every other kid had a PS2 uh, and so I was like good. I don't need to buy one I just play everybody else's genius um, did you have then, any favorite games on the PS2 I feel like that console had so many wasn't in my collection oh, I don't it's really you know just because I didn't own it myself I don't have really clear memories of what was I would, even I would, imagine, I would imagine then you would almost get limited to playing like multiplayer yeah. games then most yeah, yeah see fine. like i played 64 in college that rapper the rapper thing. honestly i feel like that came oh. up a lot in group sessions i don't know why. yeah i mean but... mostly to be fair like all i played was fighting games yeah mm-hmm. at yeah. that time like i uh, yeah tekken 3 tekken tag tournament street fighter alpha 3 street fighter 3 third strike capcom vs snk mvc2 mm-hmm. like and oh, then man. we would just dig up all you know all the niche stuff last blade 2 garo mark of the wolves and you know, we were playing these all are, kinds of fighting games. These are deep cuts. Um, that was college. It was like so much. I mean, and and the end of high school. Like I lived. 
my, my high school was three blocks away from the mall, which had a tilt arcade. And my buddies and I, we would go to the arcade and play fighting games almost every single day after school. That's awesome. So I that was that cool was my days. fighting That's game. It's cooler era. than a DDR days. Nothing's better than going to the arcade and like literally just spending hours. And then that was also like the Dreamcast like was like rich with Capcom fighting games during mm-hmm. college too. Then you know, and and of course none of us paid for the games. We just like got like the boot disc and burned them. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. What? No one did that. I had no, a play. Definitely. I had a PSX nine thousand series, and some, my friend put a mod chip in it, and that meant that you could pretty much just burn a game and just put it in your PlayStation. And I used to have literally. I used to have like a, one of those like loose leaf binders just full of just yeah. burned discs. <laughs> we had it so easy. It was. It was. It almost yeah, felt it easier than downloading games because. But I, no, now we support devs with right, our jobs. We, well, we yeah, always yeah. Money we have. Right. Like but yeah, we, now I'm an adult that makes money. I pay for my right. games. Uh, when you're you know in college, I think you're allowed to you're allowed to bootleg things. <laughs> well, we'll, we'll there's a grace us. period. Yeah, I didn't pay for Photoshop then either. <laughs> I, <laughs> is it still they, they do it it's yearly now right oh uh, god creative it's monthly cloud, yeah. monthly or that yeah, you can do both like, you can do creative uh, cloud suite like, subscription those bums well being in, in the the recent uh period now so obviously you love death store what was another big game for you last year that you loved last year um what was that uh monster hunter rise monster hunter rise mm-hmm. oh, is that the, that's a switch one yeah yeah pumped <laughs> Pro, you know, definitely over 300 hours, maybe over 500. I don't remember. Uh, into Monster Hunter Rise, uh, you know, at least half of that in multiplayer with friends. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that was that was a big game for me. Um, was probably still playing a little bit of Animal Crossing. It was a big year for the Switch, I guess. Um, yeah. What else did I play last year? Um, Metroid Dread was the last year. Well, you switch guys. And, well, yeah, uh, I don't know what Mark's deal is. And Solar Ash. And Solar Ash was <laughs> last know, year. Great. And, uh, oh, awesome. and Monster Hunter Stories too. I don't play that uh, many games. I just play one game forever, which was Rise. Um, mm-hmm. And I think so. That was like that. That's like the five games I played mm-hmm. the entire year. I mean, they're they're all good games. Oh, game but like. I did go because I knew Dread was coming out, and I kind of wanted to have some history with Metroid because I never played it as a kid. I did go back and I played Super Metroid. Nice. What'd you think? There's a certain magic there, but it is janky as hell. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. did the same thing for the podcast because all well. of us were like, we didn't play it. Yeah. I was like, eh, it's okay. I, I, I loved it, but I also so forgiving half the time. So, you yeah. know, take that where it comes from. <laughs> what about a, a game criminally underrated all time? Everyone's like, why are, why are people love this game more? This game's awesome. Massive Effect Andromeda. Whoa! It's <laughs> a great there answer. He had that ready. Like he started. That's, that, that's my answer every time. Somebody's yeah. like, "What's your most controversial gaming opinion?" And, and it's Mass Effect Andromeda was great because people actually, love hating on it. I know you like it too, Mark. We were we're always not as down. I think on this pocket as the general consensus. It's not good, but it's not like bad. We don't bash games. The multiplayer was, so, here. was very good. The multiplayer was really good. <laughs> Yeah. We had a lot of fun with that multiplayer. I, I played the heck play out of Andromeda. A, yeah, mm. we played the multiplayer. I know that's the most I got out of that game was the multiplayer. And Mass Effect 3. Maybe Mass Effect 3's yeah. multiplayer a little more. But We had good times with yeah. that. I, play, yeah, I played a lot it? of multiplayer in both. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about a game in the future looking forward to a lot? 
This is like your on your radar. On my radar. Um, Tunic's coming out next month, which is it is looks kind of similar to Death Door, so uh, it looks cool. So I'm looking forward to Tunic. Um, whenever it is that new God of War comes out, that will be like my right, right. my reason to have a PS5. As long oh, as yeah. it's this summer, because I got that on Fantasy Critic. <laughs> Better come out. That's all I'm saying. There was a picture of Tunic playing on the Steam Deck. And I've known about Tunic forever, to the point where I'm like, that game... Yeah, that looks, game got in us a while ago. Uh, and I'm like, of course it exists, but I don't know if I'll ever play it. And I wanted to... Uh, in my head, my brain was like, oh, look, two mythical beings. Because the Steam Deck's also like, is it going to be a thing that exists or it doesn't? Obviously, they both will. But my brain was like, I've been thinking about Tunic for a long time. To the that point would be where a I Switch forgot. game. Switch game? Yeah, that's going to be on Switch. It looks... Simple. It's gotta be on Switch. Don't, It'll be. I think don't make that assumption. It's starting. It's, it's not releasing on Switch right away. It's yeah. it, it's uh it's doing. It's like Death Story. It it's hitting PC mm-hmm. Xbox first. Yeah. Is It'll, it like indie come. indie or is it who's? I just looked up yeah, Tunic it's... on Google and it got me Tunics the clothing item. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so stupid at the moment. I will fix this. Well, all right. Well, this is all fun and games. We need to get serious now. It's time for <laughs> we have to get bored. <laughs> the lightning round. <laughs> This is when we, this is when the medal's been made. This is the big deal. Very, we've had guests on before. No one has made it to the end of the <laughs> run. So no time. pressure. It's very simple. Sixty seconds. As many questions as you can answer. If you get through all the questions, you are awarded one Dino Dollar. Now the value of a Dino Dollar it fluctuates like it's like crypto. Uh. Right now it's not <laughs> worth anything, but in the future. Might be very valuable. So, be ready. ready. Serious? I need somebody for time. 60 seconds. I, I will set a timer. I... <laughs> timer. Dave, you're going to have one okay. too? This is all about speed of answering. Last guess, the wax poetic. I'm not, I'm not ready. All right, I got it. Start. Oh, tell me one, Mark. Well, when are you ready, Dan? I have my phone. Are you ready, covering. Ron? Yeah. Let's go. He's been ready. Yeah. He's been ready. All right, 60 seconds. And here we go. Okay. Go to weapon and monster hunter. Uh, what's well, a great sword now? It changes. Uh, a Telltale game based on the Expanse. Good or eh? I don't play. I've never played a Telltale game, but I love the Expanse. So yeah. Would you rather get punched in the face by Barrett from Final Fantasy or sit on a three-hour webinar on NFTs? <laughs> I could just fall asleep in the seminar, so that. Yes or no? Did we talk about Bruno? I love that movie, so yes. White Mage or Black Mage? White Mage. Mary Bang Kill from Near 2B 9S A2. <laughs> uh, I guess Mary 2B because she's the ultimate sword wife. Who do you bang? <laughs> <laughs> 9S or 8 You gotta, I mean, I guess I'm banging 9S and I'm killing poor. Uh, I'm banging uh, A2 and, and killing poor 9S because that's kind of his, um, that's kind of his thing. That is kind of his thing. Is that dying? Is correct, it's totally the correct form of that. I'm sorry, Ryan, you didn't get to the end. Gotta got tell you, Mark. Wasn't expecting that last question. Gotta be ready. Gotta be ready with the lightning round. For multiple levels of me, we're very shocked. The lightning round remains undefeated, but at this point, I I could I should have provided less context to the answer, so just speed through. That's the trap everyone falls into. It's about the speed. I appreciate the context. It gave me more 
So I, I thank you for that. <laughs> it reveals the soul. But now yeah. it's time to reveal Death's Door. Good evening, listeners. This is your captain speaking. We are approaching the main topic. Please note that the spoiler light has been turned on. I repeat, spoilers incoming. Thank you. Dan, hmm. main topic. I have it up. Kick us off, buddy. I did it. He's got it For up. Ron, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> Reaping souls of the dead and punching a clock might get monotonous, but it's honest work for a crow. Capital C. The job gets lively when your assigned soul is stolen and you must track down a desperate thief to a realm untouched by death. Where creatures grow far past their expiry. It's a great word. This game has been very positively reviewed both recently and of all time. Came out July 20th, 2021. Developed by Acid Nerve and published by Devolver Digital. We love them. Um, good popular user-defined tags for this product. We've got action, adventure, <laughs> oh, okay, RPG, 3D, and one hyphenated tag. So it's two words hyphenated. Um, Ron, we usually go around and see if we can guess. They're not serious guesses, but you could. I don't know. Something try. Dave's getting a little bit more serious with them now. Dave's been trying. Like. He's been fisticuffing <laughs> a bit. Uh, bird boy. Um, squid backpack. Bird sword. <laughs> Bird okay. sword. I'm giving Ron the point. Um, <laughs> but the hidden tag is action hyphen adventure. Even oh. though action and adventure are here. It's true. Well, it's, it's sword is somewhat related to that. That's all, all out. That's and fine. and since Dave, I haven't uh, I have to confess that I, I oh. read that from a card. I didn't write any of that. It was all fraud. Um, can you give the listener and Ron something more original? Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> Thank Here's you. Here's what I got. Uh, Denmark? <laughs> Death no. Door is an iso- isometric metroidvania where you play as a reaper crow that is responsible for sending souls to rest. You had a hefty soul to cash in, but a large older crow stole it from you and sent it through a large locked door that he was hoping the soul would be able to unlock. However, it did not, and now you're duty-bound to recover the soul by going through Death's Door. Duty Rated bound. you for Umbrella. I oh. my main weapon. Um, <laughs> did you, but you didn't make it through the whole way, did you? Oh, yeah. come on, man. You know me. I, 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 you, know, I, you know. Next question. <laughs> Next question. Well, let's start with the... Because I think one of the things that really shines with this game is is this world and this tone. And this, this game has a vibe to it. So, Ron, I'll kick it to you first as our guest. As you're playing through the story... You're this little crow guy. You got a, the setup where you're going through the boards to get these souls to open up this door. Were you always kind of sucked into it? Did it take you a little while to kind of start really getting into the world? What were your thoughts on that on the story? I love the whole world. Um, yeah, I love the 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 whole aesthetic to to the game where it's sort of like it's it's sort of like um, it's sort of like Dark Souls through the lens of Studio Ghibli. Hmm. That's really interesting. That's a good way to put it. I, I was, I'm, I'm going to be the one who brings up Zelda tonight, but I was sort of, I heard the phrase Zelda coming up there, but that's a cool way to think about it. Ghibli. And yeah. and I say that having never played a Dark Souls, that's just what other people use to, to describe games that have a reasonable like difficulty. Um, and a dodge roll. But, uh, and a dodge roll, yeah. One of my friends <laughs> was like, Ron, you should play Dark Souls. It has a dodge that's a lot like Death Store. It's <laughs> very um, true. But my primary descriptor for like how the game actually plays is I do describe it as a, a 2D Zelda-like, is what I would describe it as. 
Yeah, like, I've seen the Dark Souls comparison a lot and as, as a veteran of the series. <laughs> okay, so okay. Um, <laughs> it's definitely difficult, but, like, I like the... I think you're... I totally agree with that scripture where it does have this kind of dark, like, dreary vibe to it, but then I think it's so well-balanced with the humor of it. Yeah. Which... It's it's I and it just I'll never forget the pothead intro, where he's just he walks out and it's the words and I'm like, well this game yeah. this game knows what it's doing and it's doing it well, um so I uh, let me kick it to you that, Dave because you what said you just yet. said oh. is my is exactly like why I love Death Store is it knows what it's doing and it does it well, <laughs> that's like the perfect reason and summary of the entire experience for me is that. Um, it just like it has a vision and it's good at it. Mm-hmm. Did, did, are you kind of feeling the same way about it, Dave? Like, did you feel kind of sucked into this world, or were you uh, a little bit I'm, more lukewarm? I, it, you know, I think it was a little slow growing, and then like I really fell in love with the uh, aesthetic, the feel, like the this the slow power growth. Um, you know, I think towards the end it got a little taxing. For me, personally, in terms of the, the Plus, like, difficulty, I, I or got like the... lot. I always kind of lost patience for the combat towards the end. I think once I stopped getting new things, like, and it was just like, okay, this is this is you now. You have your upgraded everything, you know, mm-hmm. and these are your weapons. You're not gonna get any new weapons. I was like, this is it. The, this last weapon is kind of like the first weapon. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but better hey, because you're oh, <laughs> better, because you're bringing yeah. up. Lo- because you bring up, let, let's kind of jump there to the combat. Because I actually think the combat for me was the weakest element of the game. I thought the game feels much more like built upon movement as opposed to the actual like swinging. So that's why, like, it just kind of knows, like, Dan, you mentioned like the dodge roll earlier. And I feel like so many of the areas are just so open because that's really what it's meant for you to do. Kind of like a Dark Souls, it's all about learning boss patterns and enemy patterns and knowing mm-hmm. when is your time to strike and that's the time to do it. Mm-hmm. How greedy can you get? And it's all predicated on the movement. But then when you're actually slashing, I felt like there is a, not a lot of growth. Where In terms of how you're fighting in the beginning of the game versus the end, it is fairly the same. Mm-hmm. Like, you get new weapons, but in terms of, like, the combos you do, it's not that different. You have your items you pick up with the bomb. The chain thing, I thought, was the one that kind of changed how I approached the combat a lot. Because you could bring enemies towards you. Or you could do but that for th- chain dash to them. An attack, right? Yeah. Like, I thought that was one thing that kind of changed things for me. Otherwise, I felt like I was doing the same... Like, you're you're learning the different bosses and the enemies, and that's different. But it's like, just like you're actually combat. It's finding when to strike, you strike, you roll. You right. strike, you roll. I mean, that's true. But it, I would say, like, it doesn't bother me that the combat doesn't evolve that much. Just because it's like, you know, it, it's it's clearly very influenced by, like you know games like link to the past and it's like Mm. link doesn't do anything new either (laughs) right right yeah and like i don't think it was like a detriment but that was one thing that i thought i was not as jazzed about and i was just trying to think so like what would i have done if i was a developer what could i like i was almost wondering because you have all the different weapons you have the the daggers and your sword you get you know Mm. the hammer i almost wonder if could they have implemented something like you tie weapons to buttons so it's like your sl- oh. like your your quick attack is your daggers, but then you can set your heavies to the hammer. Hmm. So you and just were getting just... like ready. You were trying to vary up your combat. Well, I was just trying to think of like if there 
you know, it's one thing for me to just like, oh, well, it doesn't change. But like, what would I suggest doing? D- so did that the was enemy the one thing types I of... vary as the game went on? I got stuck, okay, because uh... I have the umbrella. Well, yeah, but, you're doing that thing where you play the hardest version of it. The umbrella immediately dope as hell, and I'm like, yeah, I'll be a penguin or a, a crow with an umbrella. I read that it's a crow, and I just called him a penguin anyway. But I, I'm trying birds to keep, trying to keep you know. it. So I, I understand what you're saying about the umbrella is very cute. It's great. It's very cute. And I feel my, like uh, my friend Jenna did an umbrella run. Yeah. Yeah. Are they That's okay the one. Now? It's the one trophy I don't have. It's the being <laughs> did the game with the only through, umbrella. Like emotionally. <laughs> I think it's she, really she she did after a certain number of failures like on yeah. uh, be like okay we've we've done enough umbrella we'll we'll switch to the, back to the sword Time just to, to beat back. this and then we'll go back to yeah, the umbrella yeah. after I'm getting there and that's that's where I, I was getting there and I think my mindset is shifting towards that because the difficulty isn't what this game's about um, it's, it's hard it's about it is, the con- like I think it's more about the exploration to what you were saying before personally and I say this as again somebody who didn't explore as much as anybody else on the call. <laughs> but um, but I get the sense that it's more about the environments and more about the look at this cool thing you're finding and look at this yeah. cool character you're gonna meet. Um, yeah, and with the, just to kind of I, I I totally agree with that, and I think with the difficulty, like it, it's not easy, right. but like in terms of like the way the enemies attack, especially like the bosses, where. That's that's a big thing of Souls things. Then you know, like there's always kind of the phases where now certainly new attacks will start coming out. And you have to adjust from the enemies, like, not we, never from yeah. us. We have never the same us. three moves if well, we stick with we the do. same weapon. I but think I, I, I like, use that the the roll attack the most. I never use the roll attack. Wait, with what? I always always would miss. I was just so no. slippery. I just felt like <laughs> I could. This is the most damage one. of all the attacks. That's the one I want to use all the time. Makes sense. Roll. But uh, but I'm I was going to say, with the umbrella, it's like, oh, it's, it's like once you, you kind of know, you roll you heavy. No, 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 not Dark Souls. But like, when you know when your window is to hit, especially like with boss yeah. battles, it's like, it's not that hard because then it's like, okay, that's your window. And instead of getting in that window 10 times, you have to get in 15 with the umbrella. Mm-hmm. So like, it doesn't seem like it's that crazy, but at the same time, and I think one of the but other like things that really... Fight, you have to, sometimes you have to hit some guy like i don't know like 30 times you're telling me that would be 90 attacks with the umbrella i would have it would no be a lot still level up you do Although, like, it's worthy of noting that if you're doing an umbrella run you're not pumping points into melee you're 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 gonna be using a magic build or at least you should oh. be using a magic build yeah. if and you're I, doing I, an umbrella run my, my uh, in which case uh in which <laughs> case then your 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 range attacks are going to do a lot more damage and you're going to rely on those more for damage yeah, and that totally makes sense. And I think the one thing to really counter out the balance of why, like, when people say it's like Dark Souls, like, eh, the the checkpoint system is pretty great. So, like, if you yeah. really are stuck on a boss, hey, you're at the beginning. It's, right there. it's, it's mm-hmm. fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, the, I, I think, think so. That, I thought that was nice. I saw an interview with the creators where they really were saying like, we want to provide challenge without punishment. You know, we want mm-hmm. people to work hard for things, but we don't. We're not going to take anything away when you die, and we're going to give you really generous checkpoints yeah and i think that was really a a smart move in the end because again i think it is the world it is the characters it's all those things like those are the things that kind of mm. suck you in as opposed to like mm. the combat where i felt like the combat was really just kind of like functional yeah. it worked we kick around like sometimes we'll we'll tinker with the idea of what is this genre it used to be roguelikes and we, i don't know if we've ever settled on roguelikes but i think with souls likes and games that are compared to dark souls 
there's that weird consensus like oh does it have a dodge roll well it's a dark souls game much like the mm. new pokemon game i'm kidding um but when they take something away i think that mechanic personally makes it a souls like if it's a game that's going to punish you for losing even if the punishment is something you can come back from so does this make this not a souls like i it's not, no that's no. my reasoning for i yeah. I, I reject that reality i agree because i like yeah. this game and i hate the souls game <laughs> <laughs> you can like this game and hate souls with it well whatever um yeah i think that that's where i came to with that thinking you don't respect my time <laughs> well see but the, but that's the balance always like yeah. souls games which you, once they get your teeth in you it's because those those encounters have so yeah. much the payoff. the payoff the payoff is the game if oh, you don't so if good. you don't care about that payoff when you beat a boss in dark souls and i don't no, think i've no ever reason. cared i've just I'm, every every boss i fought like i was like well thank god that's over that's how beating i always a, feel beating a boss the best way i was like beating a boss in dark souls is like getting like a like a play of the game quintuple kill, like in Overwatch. <laughs> no. Monster Hunter is like, another ah, game that gets compared to Dark Souls it all. a lot, and I never understood that comparison. Well, I think it's just a, the sort of the general sense of your animation lock style combat, yeah. you know, where yeah. you really but have to know exactly how yeah. long your attack takes and when you can stop being vulnerable and that sort of that's that's always been measured my hard combat thing to get used to with with uh, the Monster Hunter games is like because there's no animation cancel. It's true. You are committed to that great sword swing. <laughs> um, let's transition a little bit. I want to get to like going a little bit mm. back to the story and the end game stuff. Dan, Did you guys mess around it... with like the? Oh, this, this is when we check out Dan now. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can probably <laughs> chill for a minute. So yeah, you guys go ahead. <laughs> well, so you know the story does wrap up, and you know once you get the three souls and you find out the truth of the Lord of Doors, and he's kind of created this whole plots to undermine death and the system yeah, of death and you the kind Lord of return doors, but how long did it? they live for like a thousand years or something like that some real long. nothing so yeah they live for like a thousand years and but they know that and then they pass it on to like the next generation new lord oh they know that door. they like they yeah die they know exactly. that yeah they, they, they know, know that they're the supposed they're to only die. last for yeah. a certain amount of time and and the current lord of doors kind of like was like i got this plot to lock death in this door so that oh, way man. i don't have to die yeah, which I thought that whole, I had a little mixed feelings about that because I thought that was such an when you walk through the door finally and it's this white area and then you have to fight the gray crow and it's like this really epic fight. This game, one of the things that annoyed me about it a little bit with the story is it does feel, at least I felt like, the the real big plot points of like finding mm. about like the two impactful moments finding the door. In the beginning, like oh snap, and they have like the title, and then that moment, and basically oh, everything between that is the game. And you do have the stories of the bosses and how there is backstories to them. It was actually in Ron, maybe you could appreciate like it remind me a little bit about Nier where you like have opinions about the bosses and then you get like their story about the who they are. Um But I kinda then lost the thread a little bit because so much of the game is detached from like the main plot mm -hmm. where you're going through all these kind of side things and then finally you get this this thing at the end. I, I felt that kind of I don't say it took away from me, but I, I almost just wonder if there would have been a way to pace it differently where we get little bits and pieces of this bigger plot. I mean, don't you, when you like go back to the office and with your ability and like you pick up like little notes and read them and they're like, you know, like basically you're like, oh, this guy went missing or this one, there's something up with this guy. Like there's a recorded note here or there. They, they're li leaving you little hints. Were they not heavy handed enough for you to feel like there were good enough reveals? 
I mean, maybe not as, as history will show in this podcast. I am always the one who I don't pick up on nuance like that. Like, <laughs> I, constantly that with I, the... I don't want to talk yet, but I do find that surprising for reasons, but I'm going to wait. Keep, keep what? Going. Terms of Dark Souls. Pick up... You love Dark Souls. There's almost never a story. Yeah, but and there's it... only nuance when it comes to character development. Yes, yeah, but that there's only nuance. That's really kind of what it is. Where this game really has a plot. Okay. And it just felt very kind of plopped in the beginning and the end for me and again like it didn't bother me because i once it got the i was always just like what's behind this door and then eventually you do find out that but then the game's over pretty much right um did that bother you ron at all or you were kind of just you're necessarily i mean i don't think it's a game that's heavily about the plot necessarily i think it's more like you know it's about that sort of the charm of the world more Mm -hmm. than it is about the exact plot um, but yeah, I think I see what you can, you're saying that they could they could have um, scattered the Lord of Doors story like a little bit more evenly throughout because it, it is more um, end loaded where really yeah. you don't really find out a lot about them until um, the castle where you start mm-hmm. picking up a lot of plot from examining mm-hmm. the statues and stuff. Um, and the then, gravestones and they go disappear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like I just neat. yeah. Well, I wanted to kind of transition that to the the end game where I actually really appreciate this because usually when there's an end game where things get like complicated, it's really for like you're invested. Like it's usually very above my head. Um, but I, I thought this game, once you beat the game and then have the key and then you go to the bell and you rake it at it's nighttime. Um, I thought it actually did a really good job at it was kind of I did look up like making sure I knew what to do to get the true ending. Mm. But it. it I was actually really appreciative where you're going to have to once tell me kinda... what happens when you beat the, the Lord of Doors because I didn't. Oh, you didn't beat the Lord of Doors? No, I was, <gasps> I was in that fight and I was like, I've lost interest. I've lost. You did. I, I remember you actually told me. I figured you would have went back. I feel like I you went back. Far. I, I was having trouble with Betty for a while. Oh, the Yeti. And I beat her. That's a great name. <laughs> Bet- yeah, is yeah. Betty the Yeti? Yeah. Legendary. <laughs> Solid. And um, I beat her eventually, and then like I when I but I had taken a long break, and then I when I I beat the crow, and I was all pumped. So I was like, that was that was fine, that was a good fight. And then I got into that whole thing with the um, with the Lord of Doors. But when you would lose, like I don't know how many stages into it, like you always have to begin it, start from the beginning of the fight. And I was like, I don't want to. And I then there's the chase scene. I forget where yeah. the chase happens. Yeah, the chase. It, yeah. The chase happens great. like it's you go immediately from the chase into the actual battle. Right. Yeah. Okay. I recall this. Um, you basically you kind of restore balance. You you take care of the Lord of Doors, so he's gone. He's Everybody gone. Kind of back to normal like, again. Killed him. So death, death is I guess, free. At this rate, so uh, then I have to kick it to Rod. Did you do the the true ending stuff? Yeah, I I I, okay. I went and I hundred percented the game. Did you understand what the trending meant? Because I didn't. <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean, I, I mean, in in some sense, you know, it sort of like it was like okay, so something something about a boy and truth, and um, I was like, it's cool. It seems like just some interesting sort of like side lore, um, and I didn't find I... out until later that it's not necessarily side lore. It's actually, it's actually an Easter egg that links Death's Door to Titan Souls. And I played through Titan Souls. I and gave up literally as well. It's never, hard. never. It is really hard. Titan Souls is wait, but it's such a, a brilliant concept. It's like, a great game. The way it one, works. Yeah, yeah, one hit on the boss. It's one really hit on the boss. Surviving. One the, did you play Titan Souls, Ron? At all? I I played um, probably 
three hours of it. Not that much, because yeah, me. It, it, I found it pretty, um, pretty unrewarding in its level yeah. of challenge after a while. <laughs> it's just a, uh, I'm not that good of a gamer. Oh, there it is. This is kind of. I can't struggle <laughs> through that many deaths. It, as he like, as he's destroying all these monster hunter monsters, just like bam. bam Unless it's monster hunter, yeah, this. then I can die <laughs> so many times and still be okay. But um, yeah, like I played through all the Titan Souls and I really liked it, and it never, never occurred to me like, oh, that's the kid who did the thing. So I, this enemy looks just like the Lord of Doors. Well, and what's interesting <laughs> yeah, is but then if you're not thinking about Titan Souls, I imagine <laughs> it's a uh, yeah, like I, I never even thought because either, like, graphically shot. they are very different. But I was watching a developer and like literally they made, they made this game too. Yeah, that's their yeah, that was their first kind of game and. There are enemy like bosses in the game that are look like the enemies. There yeah, are areas Daddy Daddy. that are that. are literally like crossed over. So I just thought that was so smart, and it totally changed my perspective on that. So it was like, oh no, I like what they're doing. I love, you know, we we played um, uh, the Pathless not too long ago, and they had that kind of room that connected it to Abzu, and I just love when developers really start kind of like thinking of their worlds as kind of these. This kind of shared thing, where it's like, how much, how much, how can we keep putting this thread mm -hmm. through? Mm -hmm. Um, any final things you think you guys want to bring up? So, what was the deal with the garden? Up? Did you guys get all? You guys got all the flowers? That was another thing that discouraged me. As I, oh, like, the life seed things. Yeah, like I, like yeah. You mean the healing pots? Yeah, yeah. Where you go yeah. up to them and heal. Yeah, but there's there's like a secret area. garden that I got access to, that like, and it showed like, oh. It was there was like a light for every healing pot you've already seated, and I was yeah. like, I don't know which ones I missed. And well, I like, they he, you ask uh, what's his face in there, and he tells you, oh, you're missing one. The squid. Like, you, no, no, the squid it's didn't um, tell me. one of the no. one of the crows in the crow village. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, like, I love the squid guy. He's my favorite. Uh, yeah, He's no, Jefferson the, Jefferson the squid is great. I love love yeah. that the game has a built-in mechanic for giving you hints to secrets. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that's so and that's, great. That's the good stuff right there. That's, yeah. that's great to me because it is so easy to get discouraged in a game like Dark Souls. That doesn't give you hints. I, I have to. I think it keeps coming out for me because it's not like a Souls-like in the sense that of the combat, but like the world and how you're just moving through it and meeting these characters mm -hmm. and they all have their own little things happening. And there oh. might be a thread. Yeah. And yeah. let's be honest, that, yeah. Pothead could be in a Souls game. Uh, he could be Pot. Onion guy, right? I mean, uh, yeah, the Onion Knight. What's his name, Mark? No, the um, Onion Knight's from Game of Thrones. What no, is the guy's name? Onion Knight is not from... Game of Thrones. Is there a yeah. character in Game of Thrones that eats onions? No, I mean, but he like he survived it's on, a, on an onion boat or something. <laughs> on the girl uh, who's playing Ellie in The Last of Us. That sounds like a nightmare to me. Um, onion... Dark but no, like on the point, that was another thing that I really appreciated. Like, I got very frustrated with the maps. I got lost a lot. I think we were saying a little bit pre-pod. Um, but I almost couldn't complain about it because whenever there was a scenario like that, it's like, I have to find all the plants? How the heck? I don't know which... Oh, they tell me. Okay. It's great. So yeah. I, can't, I can't even complain about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, after I beat the game, like to get my 100%, I did end up using like guides because I was like, okay, I'm a busy yeah. guy. I don't have time yeah, to like. I got so much time. Here. I don't have so much time to like track down every single thing without any sort of clues. Well, who's gonna know to shoot some like arrow through this random arch in the in the waterway section? Well, they have well, even like the, there's like the bracer thing. I that's what I was saying. Like I actually thought because if you go to each area, 
there's mm. something that kind of just clues you. It's like, okay, this yeah. is different. Like, no, there, the there are ways to, like, yeah. no. Like, one yeah. of my buddies did 100% it with no guide at all. So, like, oh, wow. like that, that's a gamer right there. Yeah. <laughs> like, if you're thorough and just, like, go through every area with a very critical eye, like, you, could, mm. it, it's highly doable. Yeah. 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 Really good level. I was so. that way with Breath of the Wild. But I think I think the most contentious thing about Death Door for a lot of people is the lack of map, which it, which can make traversal a little challenging sometimes. Um, but yeah. I kind of I do I can kind of see how why they might not have included one just because it sort of um, encourages you to poke around more. Yeah. And if I swear, there's so many that, times. Yeah. If you would have seen oh. that that was a dead end, you wouldn't have gone down it. Yeah, right, like like the um, getting lost was part of the experience. Yeah. Mm. And it was funny, like, going back to try to find, like, the, the health upgrades and the magic upgrades. Like, I got through most of the game before I found, like, more than... I think I found one. Yeah, I found very few until until I uh, was, like... I just went through the game with no guides until, like, I until like sort of a point of no return. Mm. And you're like, all right, let me and go then I was like, okay, this stuff up. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go look up where the shrines are before I'm, before I finish I, the game. I, I had gotten most of the shrines as I progressed. I'm a, I'm a very you're a very explorer. <laughs> I have a question for you guys. Um, did you figure out the ground plates yourself? And how long no. did it take for you to figure them out? <laughs> that was another thing that was just frustrating. It's like I see, it and it's always a balance with with these type of games where it's like. You're seeing things that you know you you don't understand them. Mm. You're like, I'm gonna get an item later that's gonna make this make sense. You're talking about the pots. I was no. with the pots. The pots are my thing. That I'm thinking what of ground right plates. Now. There's those those circle plates where you could do it like a if you do like a jump dive attack from a higher point, it creates a tunnel. Yeah, and you can now get I to other places. I, I got I was up to the castle before I was I like need I, I need to look this up these. I don't understand these and it was like there. when you saw those discs you just you just jump attack from them I I did didn't not, that did not I didn't figure them out until like after I got the hook shot um, okay oh yeah because so, okay. like I I just yeah, assumed I that oh I'll get something that unlocks those later I'll get something that unlocks those later not thinking that oh there's that's how a I felt thing about the crosses in the first place I can do I was like I'm like obviously I need something for these damn crosses I was like and then you get the hook shot you're like then you get the hook shot is that yeah. the case for the pots or am I just an idiot what are you that's talking about health, pots the, the life suits there's, there's the, the pot. pots that rebuild themselves no no that's a different thing you need a you need like the family photograph and then there's like it tells you the okay. order that you have to break them in okay oh the garden oh. puzzle yeah. i'm just beating up these pots and then i'm like stop no it's like you know like when stop rebuilding in, in yourselves every, in every area there's like a memento or two yeah that you can get and like one okay. of the mementos is a family photograph okay and it has and it has the code on the back yeah. Look at uh, this photograph. Wow. Right, so. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, well, I figured out the, the I figured out the ground plates up by accident because I was like hookshotting around and there's mm. one specific spot where like you hookshot to get something and like there's one of those ground plates right below the platform and some enemies are down there too. And I all I, I was just trying you to ground I was just trying to dive attack the enemy and then I went right through the plate and I was like Oh, I definitely figured is. out the plates while I was still while I was in the, the grandma's basement, whatever her name is. So yeah, so you, you got, figured out really early. Yeah, because when, like, when I was in the lab, I saw one and I was like, oh, I, it was like one of my first opportunities, at least in my opinion, to do the the jump attack. Mm -hmm. And then like then yeah. I realized, oh, I've passed them in the in the main town. But there are yeah. enemies on top of this plate. 
Yeah, it's almost that's like pretty, that's pretty cool. Just, I mean, they were just, they were they were roaming enemies. They were but, fairly yeah. nearby. They weren't necessarily on top of it. I think but, the devs planned it out, but no, I yeah, could also I be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, let let's put a bow on this. Final final question. Uh, Death Store has an eighty eight controversial on topic. Open critic it's it's, Well, you know, it always goes to two. It's a fun. It's, it's a, a fun conversation. Scores. But our final thoughts, 88 on uh, Open Critic. I'll start with you, Dave. Too high, too low, just about right. I think it's right. I think it's 88. Mm. Like that. And, and even though I didn't beat it. I'm still... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So 88 is, I think it's among like top five of last year. Well, of the games last that Last year was just not that by... good. Nah. <laughs> last year was an interesting year, wasn't it? In, in... It was a good, not great year. What Were about we you, talking Dan? about that? What? It was like last great? year. Was like no, like it's the great. with the scores. That's what it was. But I, I think this. Game uh, yeah, was, there was well, nothing. I, I feel weird giving it a score, especially as somebody who reviews games from time to time without getting through the first. Well, I got through the house boss, the yes. castle. I didn't, I can't find my way to the urn boss, the urn lady. The urn. Oh, you're a boss. boss. I'm like, I this game. Oh yeah, so you you played like. Barely any of it. <laughs> I feel terrible. I feel terrible giving it. A oh, damn. I, I agree okay. with the reviews because they played more of the game, but I, I put. I also had the umbrella, so I, I feel That's like true. my my progress might have been more. Yeah, it's like yeah. your Sekiro uh, bell bells thing. Did right. any of you end up using any the hammer or the daggers at all? Oh, I I, I, used, I them, used them. I merely switched. I, was I like, used eh. them like I basically when I got an, a new weapon, I was like, "That's my weapon until I get a new one." I feel like it ain't broke. Don't fix it. You know. So you I were really sword like... guy the whole time, until I got the broadsword, which is the sword. But then you were big sword guy. I was big sword. Guy. I was <laughs> yeah. I I tried the daggers and the hammer, but uh, mostly I, like the hammer. I ended up um going back to the main to the regular sword until I got the big sword. Then it was like hell yeah, big sword. Nice. I the hammer felt. I felt the hammer felt rewarding. Yeah. I feel like when you've got weight. different archetypes of weapons, it's really important to introduce them super mm. early. Because yeah. you form your opinion on like the first one you get and are proficient with, and you might not want to change that once you like. Oh, the hammer—it's slow but powerful. But okay, was, but I've been playing with the it sword. It was for very like, four hours, like, like Onomushu, Onomushu. Like you got the sword in the beginning, and then you get like okay, then you get the broadsword, which is the ha- equivalent to the hammer, or you can yeah. get like the the faster but less rangy daggers, okay. and then they give you a just... better sword, and then you're like, well, I'm just, I'm just gonna use uh, this better sword. I can see right. Dave. If Dave, if you were dash attacking a lot, like the daggers have like a really good dash attack. Yeah, I I did use that a lot. Like I I used the daggers. I had to backtrack to find the hammer. Like I missed like it for a while. So oh, I used the daggers f- probably for half the game. It felt like. Whoa. Mm. I used them for like half. And then the like I used the hammer. <laughs> it felt good for a bit. And then I got the broadsword. And then I was like, I guess I'm gonna use this. You know. Mm. All right. So the score, the score is fair. I'm just saying, that's. What I also, I think, I think 88 is fair. Yeah, because uh, it was my game of the year. I love it to death, but um, 88 is really high. I don't need it to yeah, be, a, you know, 100. High. And like, uh, I think like, some of one of my friends, he didn't really like it as much, but he also just doesn't really like 2D Zelda likes that much. So it's like, mm-hmm. okay, it's just not your genre. <laughs> that's fine. Um, and I think you know. The, the main criticism that I think Death Door ends up getting is that 
it doesn't do anything new that it's it's very it's 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 very iterative like everything it, it does has been mm-hmm. done before yeah um, but which that doesn't mean it does it bad no yeah you know for I mean? me that for me that was part of the appeal like i yeah. that i that's why i liked it it's, was that it's a very familiar game it yeah. feels I yeah see. very familiar and everything it did it knew what it was doing and it did it well like it was just yeah. a frictionless experience for me um but I could see, like, if you're looking for a more, a more like, innovative game experience rather than something mm-hmm. that's more traditional, then that would be something you could criticize it for. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I appreciate a lack of a gimmick, because you know what I mean, like a, a thing that oh, we're gonna do a 2D platformer, but it's gonna have a color mechanic, which I think he was a wonderful game. I'm not, you know, hating on it, but a lot of indie, you know, games wind up having a gimmick here and there that it's hit or miss i feel like that could be hit or miss so it's it's cool that it's a reliable game in that sense where you can just like okay i'm familiar i can play this this is cozy i'm a bird with a sword and that's exactly how i (laughs) felt too dad like i was like i had no issues that it was anything like super unique it was super solid i understood the structure i understood what was happening the story didn't really grab me as much as i hoped but mm. I love the style. I love the, the the world. Yeah, and it was and... so funny too. Like, oh, so funny. Really well so written. Weird. That sense. Yeah, <laughs> worked out well. But what is not funny is our final segment. <laughs> no one's gonna have a good time. The trivial tastemaker. It's the trivial tastemaker. 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 Interesting dynamics. A lot, of, a lot of things in flux. So the current scoreboard is Mark 2, Dave 2, Dan 1. Oh, I have a point. You have oh, a point. Oh, yeah, last week I had like yeah. a uh, the brain cup. <laughs> well, so now Ron is here. So now yes, he here's the way this could play out. If Ron wins, Ron gets the silver monkey. That's Wow. It. Yeah. If Dave wins, Dave gets the silver monkey. If Dan wins, we're going to have to have a follow-up super double mega overtime maximum challenge i was gonna say it's gotta be a little more because because ron's here maximum well challenge. i either we'll put that to the next episode as it's because we're okay. not gonna sit here and watch ron watch the watch the three of us go at it um <laughs> but so we're tonight we're gonna hey, be is ron playing not in it no ron's, well, ron's, in, this ron's in this right, one good i was gonna say he's gotta i just explained this one. it's just in the in the case that dan wins in then the you case. have to have a tiebreaker later scenario. well then i'll just yes. throw that's easy well, I mean, if you want to create chaos, Dan, you should not throw. Oh, me? Uh, but we're playing tonight a round of Google Trends. So here's how this is going to work. Oh, okay. Now, this is actually one where it's going to matter who goes first. So I'm going to create an order. But for new listeners and for Ron, uh, I'm going to give you guys a bunch of gaming-related categories to come up with a term for. You each give one, and then using Google Trends, you're looking for which term is the most popular, most searched term of all these things. So, hypothetically, let's say the category is Mario characters. Uh, Mario, Luigi, Peach. Which one is the most searched? Probably Mario. Luigi. So, but the other thing to think about is, sure. is Google Trends. So, it's not as you got to find a word that kind of matches Google, or rather, matches the game or the category. But if it's something kind yeah. of that people like, might be searching get for get anyway. Toad, because people are also looking up toads. People look right. up toads a lot. Or we'll uh, be saddened by the fact that people search the word Mario more than they search for the fruit peach, which... Uh... Possibly. <laughs> so I think the person who goes first has, like, the biggest advantage. So I want to... I have your names on Post-its. 
Mm. I'm going to crumble the post-its. You, you besmirch my name by crumbling it. Crumbling it. On your there. sticky paper. Person with the first pick. And then we'll what? rotate, obviously, with each round. Could Ron! I was going to say, like... Do you need my help to for... keep a score, or you got this? No, I got this. Okay. Second. Dan? Hey. Oh, I'm Third. second. <laughs> Obviously, Dave. All right, and then we will rotate in a snake-like fashion. Um, okay. All right. Does anybody have any questions on the rules? We're ready to do this. I'm ready. ready. Let's ready. I'm ready to roll. I'm First ready. category. Item in a game that gives you health. It could be any game. As long as it's an item, you can use it in a video game that's going to increase health. Uh, Pulling up my Google Trends. Ron, you get first pick. So I'm trying to guess. The most searched term. Most searched oh, I term. Unrelated I also... to the video games, just in general. It, <laughs> it just be. saw any any item in any game that's going to, when you take it, you get more health. And I should say, I'm sticking to, because you can refine your search, uh, the United States specifically. Mm. And if there is something where it's kind of close, I look for what's more popular recently as opposed to. Uh, you know, things are going up and down. Interesting. Boy, so got, uh, let's go with turkey. That's what I was going to I wrote that down. <laughs> That's really good. All right. Turkey versus Dan? Apple. Apple? See, I was thinking of those damn wall turkeys, you know? <laughs> versus? Um, I'm going to go with uh, mushroom. Mushroom. This is going to be good. I'm actually, Ooh. I can't. This is not even close. I should have went with pizza. By far. Apple Let's see if you went with pizza. Let me I, see what you I, uh, What yeah. game gives you Oh, like I guess in Apples? Earth, pizza. Pizza would have won. Yeah, that makes sense. I didn't think of Earthbound pizza. pizza. Mm. Did pizza beat out everything? Yeah, but it would have. Pizza would have beat yeah. out. But Dan, yeah. you get the points. I mean, Ninja Turtles games use, restore mm. health with pizza. Yeah. Should have went with pizza. Very, um, that would fight. What was it? Something gave me health with Apple that we played, Dave. It's very odd. Yeah. Turkey was the second most, but spiked around November dramatically. Yeah, <laughs> <wonder> Thanksgiving. <laughs> Googling turkeys. How do I get turkey? How do I do this? Somebody's right. got to help me on the Google. Next question. Dan, you get first pick because oh, you were I'm second. So now you moved to first. I'm so excited. A button on a controller. Mm. Any video game controller. <laughs> oh, weird. Um, I'm going to say... Now, I will specify I'm adding the word button. Yeah. So it's something button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you're you're going to append button to whatever we say? Yes. Okay. Oh, God. Um, I'm Don't just going to say yeah, start button. Damn it, I don't start know. button. <laughs> Dave, you get second pick. I wanted a start button. All right. You don't um, have it. I know. <laughs> one. I'm looking. Uh, at... I'll take a uh, back button. Back button? Yep. What would be a back button? Like the Xbox controller has a back button. Yes. Yeah. yeah I guess that makes sense. Okay. Back. No, it's the truth. <laughs> I'm like, it's the name well, I don't of think the it, it's not like the you name. Don't think of the about button. anything, but but that's what it does. Yeah. Yeah. Ron, last step. Uh, this is a weird one. Mark. Yeah, it's a weird one. What would people search? Right. Um, I mean, they're searching something. 
We'll, we'll go with minus button. Minus button. Oh, switch. Sure. Dan picks it up. Start button. Weird. Although my back button was close, but wait, not, but not quite. Who's Googling for like People. anything outside of a controller monitor, right? Like I have uh -huh. to get a start button. I'm Googling it. Where can I get a start button? Dan, you have you're 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 on the road to chaos, my friend. I don't, you're doing it. I don't want this. <laughs> I don't want this reality, Mark. Um, why? Because then you're in contention. You can get yeah, one. But then we get like an anticlimactic. Is oh, it anticlimactic? It's just postponed. The it's climax postponed. is postponed. Yeah. All right. It's a cliffhanger. Dave, you get first pick for this one. <laughs> we got one, two, three, four, five more. A video game with a number in the title. A video game with a number in the title. Spare. Any video game, but it has to have a number in the title. So, but I can pick Final Fantasy VII. You can pick Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> Are you picking Final Fantasy VII? Um, I want to pick. I, I'm gonna say Don't Street. I want it to. I'm gonna be Street Fighter Two. Okay. Street Fighter Two versus Ron. I would. I'll go Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, <laughs> that's the first one. Fantasy. That's the first one that popped into my head. Yeah. Seven. See, versus Dan. You, you put me in a corner here, Magro. You know what you did, okay? And I, I did don't not like put, what you did. I did not put Baby in a corner. You did. Um. You guys know what I want to say. He wants to, Daddy Destiny wants to say. <laughs> <laughs> I. I don't think it makes Do sense. Do it, Dan. Well, Why would it make coming sense? out? But it won't outdo Final Fantasy Seven. Come I mean, on, he, Ron said it. He, he Ron said I'm it. saying it. No, I'm saying it won't outdo Final Fantasy. I'm I'm thinking uh, uh, what would be more searched than those two. I think there's a very obvious one that will do this. But there, just... there's another one that that that's definitely has a number in it that isn't a sequel that like I think would be heavily searched. Uh, yeah, you know, you just kind of you kind of hinted at it now that you said it. Mm. I, I couldn't think of I couldn't think of one that was like a. Um, a game like that, like that, just is a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. I know what Ron's thinking too. I'm putting the one I think. I'm gonna just uh, go ahead. What? Okay. I'm gonna Keep just say Destiny Two. Okay. I'm I'm interested to see how far below it is. How but I also below? think Ron's right on the second guess he had. <laughs> and I, I don't know. What use... I don't know what you you're even thinking of. I guess I can ask Ron. I was, Grand Theft, I was thinking Grand Theft Auto V. You should do six. <laughs> it's actually the least. Was Ron, least. What was your second guess, Ron? Oh, my, my other guess for a game that includes a number that is not a sequel it was Left 4 Dead. Oh. Uh, I thought you were going to say Final Fantasy XIV. That would have worked. Left 4 Dead. Let me just see. I thought Final Fantasy XIV was going to be the one that he was thinking. Cause that All game of these popular. are about the same, except that one of them... By far the most popular, and that is Destiny 2. Not Stop even it. Close. Not <laughs> even close. Are you kidding? Yeah, I am kidding. Come yeah, on. Very serious. Dan, you're running away with you're this. You're cleaning up. Also, this is my <laughs> bid to get to get the band back together. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Three. All right, Dan. Cool. I, maybe, it should have been like uh, Mother 3. Everybody asking, when was, Mother 3? <laughs> yeah. Which they kind of, I guess they kind of got it, right? Sort of. Oh. Well, well, Dan, you are one away from victory. I don't you get this next win one. This mark. Well, I listen. I'm just. I don't want to win. Then start picking <laughs> bad guesses. I did. Sure. I thought Destiny was gonna bomb under the weight of Final Fantasy VII. All right, Ron, you got first pick for this one. The name of a spell. 
any video game, but it's got to be the name of the spell. Fire? <laughs> Fire. Versus? Uh, Dan, do you got the next pick? We're just going to sound like the intro to the Avatar show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say what? water. <laughs> water? Yeah. Versus? Dave? Did you say Jump. I'm Jump. Lose. Okay. <laughs> Jump spell? Yeah, in Super Mario RPG, it's a spell. Jump. <laughs> okay, okay. That's fair. He's absolutely right. Again, Stop one it. very, very clear winner. Dan. No. Water. You're <laughs> <laughs> searching for water. Turn on your tab, folks. What's happening? Dan's Dan locked yeah, it out. I've right. never swept. I have not swept in like 12 We'll seasons. do the other three real quick for, for S and Giggles. Mass okay. Effect Companions. Should have started with this one. I go first. Uh, right now it's yeah, yeah. Great. Uh, I know the damn all of them really fast off of the top of my head. You gotta know what? Um, <laughs> do you want Seth Green's Wait, character? what's his name? What's his name? Joker. Joker. I'm gonna do that. Or Jeff <laughs> Jeff Moreau, if you want to go with his actual name. <laughs> oh, the character name. Ah, he's known as Joker. Though. I'll give Joker. Okay, no, no, that, that's that's good trivia that I didn't know. I only ever knew him as. Joker. Dave, you got the next one. I'll, I'll just take. Think, Le- I'll take Liara. I mean, but I think Joker's. I, I mean, I think Joker's. <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't know where yeah. my Batman's game came from. Yeah, yeah. you can't be Joker, even though that's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's the trick. Mark okay, did get... say Mass Effect companions. Oh, he's not a companion. Oh, you know what? Yeah. You're absolutely correct. Absolutely. Thank you. Take it back. Thank you. You have, to, you have to have them in the party. I'm back to where I was. Where I th- I'm just gonna say, Rex. can't you? Don't you walk around as him during one part of? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, but he's he's not a companion. Oh, there's a clear answer. I'm gonna say Rex, Dave. You said yours. Uh, I mean, you go. It's fine. You take Rex. No, 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 I, I said Liara. Already. I already said Liara. I'm not going Rex. Where do you go and run? Uh, for Google, it's gotta be Jack, cause that's just a normal name. Good well, I wonder, that's... I, I, I'm sure Liara is probably the. One of the worst ones. I want, even now that I'm thinking about it, I'm like Grunt or, um, Garrus. I mean, Garrus, and Garrus is is, is the G, Garrus but that, is, that's specific well, to him. Yeah, but nah. But Ron, the Ron, hit, Ron hit Ron hit out of the park. Now, All the see? other ones are basically the same. Jack by yeah. far very popular. Everyone's looking for Jack. Mm. All right, last two. Mm. Video game that has a movie or show adaptation. Come on, man. <laughs> it could be on its way. It's not out yet. I know what you're thinking. Uh, right now, Dave, Dave gets first pick. I'll Mario. <laughs> well, it's got to be Super... That's a shame. Super, what is the movie called? Super Mario, though? It's, a, it's like a, Mario. Super right. Mario Brothers. Working title, Super Mario Brothers. I don't know. Versus uh, Ron. You get second. Street Fighter, I guess. Street Fight. Versus... This is just a, a battle of the 90s movies. I'll go Mortal Kombat. Yeah, Mortal Kombat's going to... I think Mortal Kombat's Maybe? Street Fighter, I think, is... I don't know. Like Holy Toledo. Stop. Mortal I mean, Kombat. Mortal Kombat, right? I'm <laughs> set on top. Are you just putting yeah. them in the wrong order, dude? No, like, I'm putting it there. It should, he was Mario more he can read the Google Mortal Trends. Kombat. I can read the Google Trends. <laughs> <laughs> It is I popular. I disagree with your reality. Well, because there's also there's another Mortal Kombat movie coming, mm-hmm. and they had the the one most recently. No one said it was the movies. Evil. They had How the TV do? show, Conquest, mm-hmm. right? Last one, uh, 
Animal Crossing character other than Villager? Oh. Uh, Ron, you get first pick. Isabel. Oh, is it is that standard spelling? I S A B E L L E. Okay. Isabel versus. I think yeah, it's I think it's I S A B E L. Just one L, I think. One L. Let's see if Brewster is more popular than Isabel. Brewster. B R. Clamoring for the coffee update. S T E R. One of those people. Brewster. Yeah. Okay. Versus Dave. Uh, Raymond. Oh, like like Uncle Everybody Raymond. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, like Uncle Raymond. Yeah. Raymond. <laughs> Raymond. Raymond takes it by a whole yeah. bunch. Wait, I thought. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. What, what? I thought it was non, uh, non neighbor. Non villager. No, he said the. He said not villager. Not. Is yeah. it Raymond? Oh, Raymond I understood it as non villager character. Isn't there a? Isn't there a character who's? Called villager? Yeah, that's what that he meant. I thought he meant yeah, like but... as instead of you, like the person. Uh, well, like, to be fair, if, I've never played. If Animal we're gonna Crossing, do it that way, it and you went Brewster, <laughs> I'm like, I'll take, I'll take what's his face, the owl who works the, uh, or no, I would take Celeste because that's multiple things. Celeste. I have. S E L E. C. Starts with C. C E L E S T. Raymond. What's that guy? K K Slider or something? Yeah. JK? JK Slider? KK. KK. <laughs> well, sorry, Ron, you did not get a silver monkey. Dan, you have thrown us into mass chaos. So we right. will mass solve chaos. this mass chaos in the next episode. I literally tried to throw. Is no. that what I should just do? You tried? Now? Just... Maybe that's what you should. That's, that's um, super secret strategy. But we, uh, we've made it to the end of the Dinosaur Machines Game Club podcast. Ron Chan, thanks for joining us for this episode. Anything you want to share to the listener? Any, where where can they find you? Where can they connect with your brilliant art? Uh, just Twitter and Instagram, at Ron Dan Chan. There it is. Great Twitter follow, I feel. Always, I will always tag good art. Ron in this episode's tweet, oh, to be sure. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um, as we have now, this is the end of the season. Oh, we'll be moving on to new season. Dave has to get the machine going as he's doing that. Thanks again for listening. Connect with us on Twitter. We're at Dino underscore Machines. I'm at Magrocrack. I'm at Zombie underscore Pirate. And I'm at Dano Mac on Twitter. And the next time you tune in, listener, we will be talking about possibly one of six games next yeah. season. Here we go. Here's the test. Um, Agent A. Here we go. Yeah. We're going to say Agent A. Uh, a memoir blue solar mm. ash inscription mm. uh sifu or greek colon memories of azure memories of azure and the first game of the season is is agent a i played this game already <laughs> Uh, it is an escape room for, in a video game form. Oh. That's the best way to say it. That sounds delightful. I mean, it's like you like escape rooms, you're going to like this game. Okay. If you don't like escape rooms, maybe you won't. I don't know. We'll have to see. That was a compelling step, so. lead in. But thank you. I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you, listener, again. Take care. Kisses. Goodbye. Bye. Yeah.